Hey guys, it's 8 Nobody. Before we start today's episode, just take a second to talk about our sponsor, Sinister Jerky, and you can find that at www.sinisterjerky.com. They have all sorts of flavors from Carnage Asada, OG, the Pickle, which is made with dill flavoring, Cracked Pepper, Mango Habanero, and Sriracha Smoke. All these flavors are amazing. I've tried them all personally, and I cannot recommend them enough. Use code KINGDOM at checkout. For a 10% discount, that code is KINGDOM, K-I-N-G-D-O-M. All right, guys, we'll catch you after the episode. All right, welcome back to Castle Comps, episode 44. I'm surprised we've gone this long. We have Daisy on the episode right now, brand new to Tarkov, first complete wipe in the books, emerging Chad. Daisy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh you know, just another labor, I mean, 4th of July weekend. I don't even know what month it is. I'm not fucking backwards. <laughs> so before we jump into this wipe in Tarkov in general, let's start at square one. Where does gaming start for you? Yeah, so um, I started gaming when I was probably like four years old. I had the original Game Boy, so I'm a, I'm a 90s baby, and um started with that got a playstation console and have been playing games ever since but i wasn't really into shooters until um middle school or so like i don't i couldn't even tell you what i was playing back in the day pokemon you know like random women games like mary kate and ashley metroid prime yeah some some definitely like weird names but um in middle school i got really into the halo series and played that throughout high school and um gaming pc gamer like new though like i've been really new to that scene i've had my pc built now for it's going on two years so not super long i've always been a console person and i was more xbox towards like the later um years i played a lot of rainbow six siege and stuff and now was yeah, just that like a lot of random stuff? <laughs> was that based on the controller of the Xbox, or were you drawn to Xbox due to the games that were brought to the platform, like Halo? Probably the games. Like I, like I said, Halo is like everything to me. So I feel like that just kind of kept me. I started off with PlayStation and then switched over, and I think it definitely was the games. Now, what about Halo dragged you in? Was it, like, the mechanics of the game? Was it the art style of the game? Was it the story? Or was it just the PvP aspect of it? We'll say it was not the story, although I did play the campaigns. I couldn't tell you, like, even now, I wish I knew more about it. I skipped through, like, everything as a kid because I was like, I don't I don't understand this and I don't want to learn. Um, it's like, shut I up, Cortana. I want to shoot stuff. <laughs> literally i just wanted to kill the aliens uh, i think it was probably just like the art style it felt like really easy for me to understand like what i was you know shooting at and who was the enemy and who wasn't which sounds silly but like when you're just getting kind of into fps games that's something that like you want to be able to understand and now i play a game where you don't know who your enemies are or your teammates are so that doesn't right. doesn't really add up but regardless uh, yeah. if they're wearing an armband or not they're probably gonna get team killed Right, right. So, yeah, I think it was just the way that it looked, and I don't know, because I, I played, like, a little bit of COD, but never as much as, like, Halo was always the top tier one for me, so. No, totally. Now, what was your favorite weapon in the Halo series? 
Oh, that's hard. Um, it's hard hitting journalism here on Castle Comms. Right. I think the Needler, honestly, I think it's like seen better days recently. Like it seems to be more of a damaging weapon than it has been in the past. And even when the newest Halo came out, I was like gravitating towards the Needler a lot. I like how it continues. Like it kind of has like an after effect. Like, yeah, that explosion. might. Yeah, people might kill you, but you kill them because you hit them enough times, so probably that. Exactly. No, I, I enjoyed the Needler, too. I think it was just fun, like, and people always got pissed off when you'd kill them with a Needler, too, so it was kind of like a troll gun, too, for me, anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, for somebody who started with the original Game Boy, the brick Game Boy that took four AA batteries, do you remember <laughs> what color your Game Boy was? I think it was just green. Oh, I didn't know that they made the different colors in the original. Oh, yeah. They had the dark green one like I had. They made the gray one that looked like the NES controller almost. They, they had a few different colors, but like I also had the green one. So already yeah. kindred spirits right off the bat. So when you <laughs> had your Game Boy, did you have that little connecting book light to there so you could play at night or play like on car rides and stuff? I definitely did, but I, I like I wouldn't have remembered that until you said something because now I can like visualize it. But yeah, I cannot believe that that was a thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's. I, I look back and it's just so funny because I, I was like a little kid with like my my suitcase full of like games, my attachments, like my light at night, right. all the batteries because that thing, that thing chugged through batteries so fucking quickly. And so do you remember any particular game from that Game Boy era other than Pokemon? Um, hmm. Or did any make like, an impact? Super- Super Mario and Donkey Kong and that, like, but Pokemon's probably the one that I remember the most. My brother had, like, one of them and I had the other, but that might have been even for Game Boy Color. I feel like Game Boy Color came in pretty quickly after the OG Game Boy. Like, I don't know, the years of the times and everything came out, but I feel like I had one and then we got the other, so... um yeah, we just had, like, I don't know if it was gold and silver, I think, and we each played the one that we had. Right. But, yeah, I mean, just regular, like, probably Super Mario and that, and it's weird because I got a Switch recently for traveling, and, like, they've just come, everything's come so far in oh, terms of- Oh, it truly of- has. All of that technology, it's just crazy. Game Boys are so cool because that was, like, the first one that you could actually reverse, like, you could play- Game Boy original games on a Game Boy Color. And I remember when you could, when I found out you mm-hmm. could do that, my like, brain exploded. And then they came out with the cord that you could connect Game Boys and you could trade with your friends. Like if you had blue version and they had red version, you'd be like, oh my God, I can make my Graveler into a Golem kind of thing. And you'd be mm-hmm. like, of course, those things weren't allowed at school. So you'd have to like sneak off to the bathroom and like trade with people in the bathroom. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't even think my mom would have like let me bring mine to school. That doesn't even... We definitely, I just like remember long trips and having them, and that was like ideal. <laughs> no, totally. Back when everyone had a Walkman and a Game Boy. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. So the good old days. These kids will never know. <laughs> I know. That kind of makes me sad, too, because it was a fun era. So, speaking of that era, you recently posted a video of you singing Over My Head, but with lyrics 
made for your Tarkov run that you just experienced. Now, are you a purveyor of 90s music? Do you play the guitar often? Or did you learn the guitar just for said clip? <laughs> um, no, so I like, have a couple songs that I wrote about Tarkov. Um, when I first started playing, I wrote one and kind of just like kept it going and, and thought like, oh, this is a good opportunity to like turn another song into a Tarkov song and end out this wipe because I've like... I felt like I grew so much from when I started playing to when I finished and I wanted to like show like, Hey, I'm not as confused as I once was, but I'm still like not all there. Um, you put in work too. When... You did like 400 hours. You put like 400 hours plus into yeah, this wipe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm surprised at myself with that. I, you never know how much it adds up until you look at that. But, um, Yeah. I usually when I I play I've played guitar for a while now I I took a class in college and kind of learned a bit but typically when I'm writing songs about games um and I did one for Call of Duty a while ago before I switched to Tarkov cuz that was the game that I played a lot prior um I like to choose songs that are just like really well known so it doesn't really like I don't know if I have a specific like genre or like time frame that I look into but I want a song that like if I play and I'm playing different words to it people are still gonna recognize like oh this is this is over my head or I think I did Riptide with another one I've done Build Me Up Buttercup I just want a song that like it's relatable it's gonna be yeah, and and people are gonna know it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could do some like random, like B-sided Clash song, but nobody's gonna know that except for this like few people. So that makes total sense why you would reach for that thing for you to have the instant like, oh, I know that song, and then also be like, oh, she changed the words because somebody who doesn't yeah, know could just be like, oh, this is a song from Tarkov. Right. Usually, I'll like be in the shower and I'll just like find a playlist that has a lot of like, yeah, just like oh songs you love to sing in the car or something, and then I'll just run through them and I'll start like trying to write them while I'm just like in there. So most of the songs that I've written about Tarkov, I've written in the shower, or at least like part of them, and then I I get out and I write it down and I try to make sense of it. It's kind of funny. Nuts. Everyone's got their own creative process, and it's funny how the shower seems to be a very common like place where people come up with these types of ideas when it comes to art. It's like about warm water seems to do that to people. So, mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know, playing music and singing at the same time is incredibly difficult. Now, do you find it's harder to do both while a camera's on you, or is that a non-factor? Um... I don't know if the camera makes a difference, but I will say, like, when I'm doing one of those, it takes me, like, 20 takes to get it right. Like, I don't know, I'll watch it over and I'll be like, I don't like the way that I did that. And usually I'll start filming way before I feel comfortable enough to, like, have everything memorized. So uh, I'll have to, like, I'll be looking at, like, the chords and the words. And sometimes I'm like, how am I multitasking with remembering everything? And... Like recording this, that's probably the biggest issue is that I just don't, I'm like, when I have an idea, I just want to like record it and film it and post it. And I don't take the time to like memorize what I need to memorize first, probably. Have you ever had a perfect take destroyed by something stupid? Be like, oh, that was a great take until like that bug landed on my face or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, they're probably, I, I can't think of anything specific, but, like, I'm sure I've had, like, 
one instance where yeah something was a little bit off and i'm like well i should try to do it better again and um i've accidentally like deleted things too which is every editor's nightmare so <laughs> oh isn't that the worst so for somebody who streams tarkov and plays tarkov mm -hmm. especially somebody who this is their first full wipe in the game now, did you find it hard to stream said game? Because I know it's like it's a game that takes a lot of attention. Interacting with chat, taking you know donations, sound cues, all that stuff that chat brings into the mix it makes the game that much more difficult. Now, do you find it's hard to balance those things, or do you feel like those balances and distractions made you a better player? Uh, I would not say the latter. <laughs> um, I, I have never been like a really good gamer in terms of like the competitive side so i'm really just playing these games for enjoyment um but yeah no it's i think i'd be better if i didn't stream and like actually had my full attention and i played in a couple like charity tournaments which weren't like super nothing was like super at, on the line you know but it's for I, a good cause it, right i would take it more seriously though um and and pay less attention to chat uh my chat likes to troll me a lot like they'll play a lot of sound bites when like i'm in a fight so um i kind of just like sometimes give up in that aspect of things and and you add bitbot into the mix which you might be familiar with where people can um donate bits to like make you shoot or go prone or you know all these different things oh. so um yeah pvp is just kind of like <laughs> destroyed a little bit but um yeah, it's not it's not too bad. At times it it could have made me a better player just cuz like I am getting myself into certain situations and learning how to deal with it, just being like more flexible. Right. With what's going on? Um but I don't know. I think like one of the hardest things and and you might, you know, go into this later or not, I don't know, about streaming Tarkov is like um and and this isn't like coming from a hostile hostile place but a lot of people ha are very opinionated on how to play the game and they want to share that with you and i think the interesting thing about tarkov is there are so many different st playing styles that like nobody's playing style is right so there's a lot of like back seating which i welcomed for a while but it gets to a point where people are like almost really opinionated and like telling you what to do um and how to play it and i think like, like they're trying to hijack you like they're trying to hijack yeah. the stream be like you gotta push be like i don't i'm not a push kind of person i'm not doing that right right even like i've posted tiktoks and and i posted about cultist hunting and so many people were like this is where you find them no this is like th there's just like so much and not like what just one person is right like Right. The game is just really versatile in that way. And that's why I like it, but it also makes it tricky to be a streamer and have all of these varying opinions coming in and people telling, like someone might tell you to do something and then someone might literally have the opposite like opinion. So you're getting totally. like two different contrasting things in your chat of what you should do. And it's like, that's kind of confusing. <laughs> so. But that's the nice thing about your approach, because you're, you're taking it from an enjoyment aspect. You're not like, you know, try hard sweat. You're in there to have fun and have a good time. So that's cool right. that you're able to be flexible with your choices on what you're doing. And you probably aren't sweating your numbers too hard. So you're not like, oh, if I don't do this, said person might leave, you know, viewership or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that's the cool thing about taking a nice, relaxed approach to something, because you don't feel like you're hard commit to any random thing that chat puts in front of you absolutely yeah and i think like 
I, I don't know. There are times, too, where people try and tell me what to do, and it's just like, like, yeah, I pay attention to chat, but if I'm in the middle of a fight, I can't, like, see exactly what you're going to say, and things might come in after or something. So it's really just, like, I just use, like, my best judgment. I try to listen when I can, because I've learned a lot from people being in my chat. Um, right. But sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Yeah, it's an interesting mix of people giving you good advice, people trolling, and people who just want to see something funny. Mm-hmm. So, in this, in this iteration of the game that we're currently at, coming into this new wipe, what is something that you are looking forward to utilizing the most? Or what's something that you're looking forward to the most on this upcoming wipe? I'm just, like, trying not to sell all of the items that I need. <laughs> and I think I did that a lot last wipe and and especially with like the hideout and stuff, I didn't like really put any time or effort into it. So going into it another time, I am definitely like keeping more of an eye on like what items I need to keep around and it may be for like later tasks even. Um so it's just nice having like that knowledge of like, okay, these are the things that you might need. Like like the cigarette task. Like I feel like I deleted a ton of cigarettes already getting there and it's not something that like you get to straight away but like it's coming you know it's coming you can save you know your stuff for when you hit it and then just turn everything in so i think like i just feel more aware of like what's gonna happen and that way i can like be more prepared if that makes sense super relatable like i can't say how many times like i just didn't have any room for purple croutons and i was like i'll come across purple croutons another time and then like two weeks later where the fuck are these croutons yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's just like, yeah, I did that so much to myself. Even people would be like, you're going to need these later. And I'm like, it's fine. I'll find them again. And you just, you don't. <laughs> right. I swear. Like, I feel like Nikita has a thing in there where they're like, oh, we're not going to give you scavs with that MP133 shotgun until you've already turned the shit in. And then it feels like every scab you have after has that. Right. Absolutely. It's just like. It can be crazy sometimes, the luck or lack thereof that you have in the game. Yeah, it's complete. Just roll of the dice roulette. Like, sometimes you'll go in there as a scab with a Mosin, and you'll come out with, like, an RPK and a full killer setup. And sometimes you'll go into a raid completely kitted out, and you won't make it 20 steps. It's completely random. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of just, like, the beauty of it, too, I guess. Or, like, the fun, because... No two raids are the same. Yeah, yeah, you might leave with a good raid or a bad raid, and you just never know what you're going to get. It makes playing the game fun. I think it makes watching the game fun. It's just such a cool concept. Absolutely. So as someone that was just diving in last wipe, what map is your current favorite? And what map took the longest for you to get a good grasp on? Um, Current favorite... I really, like, grew to love Shoreline last wipe. Um, I didn't get to, like, go there as often as I would have liked to, but I just think, like, the layout made sense to me, like, straight away. And so that was something that I could appreciate. Like, I I only ran it a few times, and then I could figure out kind of where I was. Um, And I like Resort. I think, like, it can be exciting, and it's good for finding items and all of that. Um, In terms of, like the longest to learn or something i don't know i still hate woods and i talk about it all the time i talk about how much i hate it um it definitely takes a while to find your bearings on woods 
I still feel like I don't. Yeah, like after all this time, I I don't know it. It all to me, it looks it looks the same. Like <laughs> it's trees and rocks. Um, I love so that clip you have where your friend, where your your people, your group was like, he's at Camel Hope Rock. You're like, I don't know where the fuck that's at. <laughs> it's like literally, I'll just like go there with people, and I I can't even like give call outs or be of help at all because I'm just wandering around following them aimlessly and we had to kill i was working on killing sturman like right before the wipe ended because i was on that um boss um task line it took me so long to kill killa that i didn't get very far and uh it's just he's a he's a dick to like (laughs) i don't know i the whole thing i had trouble with that i never got him even when all the bosses were on customs um killa's a pain in the ass Cause he like he, he has yeah. no guards. He wears all black. He just hangs out in the shadows, and then like he just pops out and slide cancels me with an RPK like every single time. Yeah, he's he's a bitch to kill. But I don't know. Sturman was just like I. St- the, there was time I probably could have killed him, and I was staring at him, but I just didn't know. So. Yeah, Woods is not good, and being back at the top of Wipe again, and having to go there and do these. Um, elementary tasks with everybody else is also like I had a I survived all my like eight raids out of eight raids and Damn. had a really good start to wipe and then I went to woods and everything <laughs> changed and like then things went downhill <laughs> yep and I can't say I've got the same survival rate anymore it's just uh it's just tough <laughs> so for this wipe we were introduced to broken English bears now did you go USEC or did the broken English bear draw you to bear? Which did you pick for this wipe? I picked USEC again just because I'm scared of Lighthouse, but I've been told it's going to be a little bit harder for USEC anyway because they're going to, you know, remember and all of that. But I just, I don't like the uh, shit on side. And if what, Streets is going to be the opposite? Like, uh, sex are gonna be targeted. Is that the map? I don't even. That's that's what the rumor is. But that's the thing with Battle State is, we're never quite sure until it comes out. This is true. Yeah. Um. But I was like, well, while we still have this all going on, I'm still gonna go USEC. But I I do I haven't really experienced any of the broken English lines yet. I need to like look them up. I um just didn't like spend a lot of time looking into them and one of the USEC faces is Taylor so I always just like stick with that and then I go with because that's my real name I go with that face I mean that's fitting so it just seems like it's meant to be so Tarkov being part of this looter shooter genre that seems like it's emerging there are a lot of other games that are coming out like Marauders Cycle Frontier to name a few now have you played any other game like Tarkov or are you strictly on Tarkov for the time being? Um so prior to Tarkov I you know I played just like regular FPS and Call of Duty and stuff and Tarkov is my first like looter shooter type you know there's nothing really that existed at the time like it until these games came out. Um maybe cycles in beta when I started playing Tarkov, but I, I have not touched any of the other ones. I've heard really good things about them and um I'm not like playing them, but I think being that it was like my first wipe or I guess like half wipe last time, um 
it just made sense that I was to keep grinding. Like, I still had a lot to do. I understand the people that started playing the other games because they were, like, way ahead of the curve. Like, you know, they're they're done with getting Kappa or they're at this point already. Right. But with me, it was like, I still have stuff I can be learning and doing until wipe happens, so why not just keep playing a game that I'm enjoying because I think there's still stuff I can be doing. That um, totally makes sense. Yeah, so I just stuck around with Tarkov. Um, I think I have like the cycle on my computer, maybe downloaded. I don't quite remember, but um, yeah, it's something like maybe I'll look into in the future. And I've actually heard more positive reviews about Marauders, I think, than anything else. So, um, and I was a Destiny player. I think there's kind of like a Destiny feel with it, maybe. Yeah, yeah, um, it's got that spacey vibe, spaceships you can <laughs> pot out. It's kind of like World War II weaponry, so it's, you know, guns we're all familiar with because we all played, like, you know, those CODs and all that growing up. So it's got some pretty cool aspects to it. And <laughs> one of the talk prompts is just a whispering, fuck you, which is incredibly fun on that game to utilize. So, yeah, Marauders is awesome when it yeah, comes out so again. Right. When that one comes out, I probably will um, look into it. But again, like, I think my hands are full with Tarkov and they have been and I haven't found like a lack of content or things to do at the moment. I didn't like burn out. I, I have a lot of hours in Tarkov, but I surprisingly like tried to keep those hours to when I was live. So like when I was offline, there was a few days, you know, I'd run scab runs all day or I would, you know, like money runs or something. But like, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to burn out. I had a lot of people in my Discord um, that started playing Tarkov and would play, like, all the time, and I think they experienced that a little bit to where, like, the game just, like, wasn't fun because they played it so much. So I was like, I told myself, I'm like, you know, I'll play this when I'm streaming, but offline, try to just, like, get into some other stuff or, right. you know, edit or do whatever else and not not burn out. That's a smart approach because wipe is kind of like a marathon. A lot of people go really hard for the first few weeks and then they burn out. And then when they come back to the game, everyone's chatted out with a red rebel and they're like, oh my God, I'm so behind. I'm just not even going to like, you know, attempt because everyone's got altons and stuff. But it's like, if you just, you know, gradually go, you'll be that person with all that crazy shit without like completely burning out within the first two weeks. Yeah, which also this like beginning of the wipe thing is really new to me because like, like I said, I was I was late last time. So not only was I like terrified for those starting tasks, like I remember I feel like I had nightmares about pocket watch. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this with everybody doing it at the same time, which actually my pocket watch was like relatively really um, effortless and easy. I don't know why I must got lucky, but um. I'm, like, so new to all these streamers, yeah, doing, like, 24 hours grinding. I'm, like, what is, I don't know, I see the appeal because you want to get to that level and maybe have all that gear and then you can just, like, kill everything and, and be amazing. But also, like, again, yeah, what are you going to have to work towards, right. like, as wipe continues? You've you rushed through everything. So, to me, it's, like, I see both sides, but I don't know. A part of me is, like, I feel rushed too because everyone else is rushing but I'm like no like I want to enjoy this I don't want to not that I'd ever probably be able to rush to something because I'm still so new like I haven't even ever completed a shooter board or any of that so it's right. going to be a, a long wipe for me but I um, 
I feel like it's it can be silly to rush through because all those people are going to be sitting at, when wipe isn't happening and be like, I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> Except for go to a factory and stand on top of the body of dead Timmy's going, I am a god. Like <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So I don't know. But then a part of me too, like, I don't know, the pistol kills, for example, I went to I would go to factory for them and the office kills. Um, in factory, like nobody was in the office when I was working on that, or so I, I there are like certain tasks that are annoying to do when everybody's way moved on, but right, I don't know. I just like don't, I'm like a level, I'm a seven right now or eight, I think, and I'm gonna kind of just keep like you're enjoying the grind, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So as somebody who's already, you know, experienced the bosses and the interactions, we've already established that Killa is low on your favorites. Do you have a favorite boss to fight? Um, I like Tagila because I think he's kind of an idiot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's I just shirtless he's like running around with a hammer. Yeah, I think he's the easiest of them all. I really like him because he'll just like run away and try to heal and you can just get him. Um, I do like Killa. I feel really accomplished when I can kill him. Um, but it only happens like it probably happened like three times last wipe, so it's not anything super crazy. Rochelle is okay too. I don't know. I've had like good and bad interactions with him, but um, never killed Sanitar, never killed Sturman, and uh, oh yeah, Glucar uh, or Glu. I don't know. I call him Glucose. I probably am not pronouncing it right. Haven't killed um, them yet. <laughs> this wipe, you're gonna get all of them. This, no, yeah, I'm I'm ready to like to do that. I. I need to, like, learn the best guns and ammo to be running. I feel like that was something that also held me back. I also didn't make weapon presets until, like, way late in the game last wipe, and I regret it. So that's something I'm going to do early on so that I can actually have, like, scopes and things that I like on my guns. It's just so, like, building guns, too, that's, like, another thing. I'm not a gun person in real life. Like, I, I like playing games with them, but right. I don't know anything about doing it, and that's something that I really struggled with. Like, Call of Duty, it's really easy. You just have, like, a drop-down menu, and you pick the things. And, exactly. And it's not, like, you have to search all these things on a market and then buy them and figure out what to move around. Like, those gun mechanic quests that we have. Like, I was going to ask, are those, like, your most hated quests? Yeah, I hate them so much. I'll just I think I had like people really walk me through them um, last wipe. They're just, God, they're the worst. <laughs> so that brings me to my next question. If you could hang out with any of the traders, have a drink with any of them, which one would it be? And if you could beat the crap out of any of the traders, which one would it be? Do I want to beat the crap out of mechanic because he gives me those quests and I hate them? Maybe. Um, I probably have a drink with Jaeger. I always feel like he's a cool motherfucker. I don't know. Well, he uh, treats you like Uber Eats. He's just a dude hanging out in a tree. He's like, hey, go bring me some lunch boxes and some water. Yeah, his tasks. His tasks are always interesting though. Like there's some like the the tremor one and all that that you get kind of later on, and I'm like, mm, don't know about those. Therapist is the one that I first hit um, Max Trader with. I like her. She's chill, but... And she pays out, really too. She gives yeah. you good money for your return. Unlike Skier. Skier is such an asshole. And it's just like, here, oh, we all know you sell cocaine, Skier. I know you got the rubles. Yeah. Um, I'd probably... Yeah, I'd probably beat a mechanic, though. But Therapist or Jaeger would be, would be chill. And yeah. 
So same question, but with the scav bosses, if you could hang out with anyone, which would it be? <laughs> and if you could beat the crap out of anyone, why would it be Killa? <laughs> yeah, literally Killa. Uh, hanging out with one... Hmm. Probably Sanitar, because I feel like I'd want to know all about his drug escapades. I don't know if he <laughs> but I'd want to hear stories. Um, and yeah, I would definitely, I don't know, kill it. Kill it's just like one of those bosses that just like shows up out of nowhere. Like, he's just like, I don't see him half the time. And I'm like, I die before I even know where he was kind of thing. It just happens so fast with him. And I just think that's, I don't like it. It's a dick move. So yeah, I don't, not a fan. I totally understand that. So the game where it's at currently, is there anything that you would like to see changed or added to the game, whether it be a mechanics thing, a quality of life thing, something for the hideout? Is there anything that if you had your say, you would add to the game or subtract? Yeah, today I was just kind of thinking about that because I did a scav raid and I got a bunch of stuff for my hideout. And I was like, I wish you could turn in like the parts that you have and not do it all at once, but I don't know if they would ever do that, just because I don't, again, I'm so worried about deleting things or selling things right now. I have a couple parts for, like, certain um, quest you know, lines or whatever, yeah, and I, w I wish you could turn in the parts of them um, while you're going. Um, but one of the biggest things that I had a complaint about last wipe, and they actually got one in and fixed it, and... Uh, one of the devs replied to one of my tweets. Uh, you know, I'd like to think I had a say in it, but I don't. <laughs> I don't think it was just me. Um, I wanted the tasks to um, cater toward the map you were on and be able to organize them in that way. And they finally made that a thing toward like a later patch, which I was really thrilled about because it was really hard um, for me to figure out like what I was going to work on when we went to a certain map. Like I, I couldn't piece all organize that all together in my head with the task bars like right that's a lot easier of a way to like just organize like what you have to do and prioritize absolutely and i think like people who have gone through multiple wipes maybe kind of just know what goes where and what they need to do but like when you're beginning at the game and you're trying to just sort through it's like really hard um, for me to go through like every task that i have and be like okay that's for reserve that's for sure like i don't even know I think they did say like where they were for, but the, yeah, they just wouldn't like now you can, you know, have them all at the top if you're there. So that was like super nice. And I was glad that that happened. But yeah, if I could like turn things into the hideout, like being halfway done, like if I have my matches, but I still need a wrench or whatever it is, like I want to be able to turn in my matches and then just have it be nice. not all at once. So. Oh, no, totally. That makes sense completely. I mean, who needs a fucking streamer item when you have your say in a quality of life thing in Tarkov? Right, right. So speaking of streamer items, there's a bunch of new items added to the game. Now, do you have a streamer item that is your current favorite? And if Nikita was to bless you, what would your streamer item be? <laughs> um, One that's my favorite. So many... I am, like, really happy that they... I know there's, like, a lot of Twitter drama about this recently, and I got involved a little bit in it, but, like, I am happy that they're um, showing some love for the Lady Targov players because I think, like, they there are a lot of them out there that deserve streamer items, and I'm excited to see them. So I would probably say, like, any of 
Um, you know, Gingy just got one. Yeah, the Lucky Charm. Uh, are those earrings or is that like a gun buddy? I didn't really see. I just saw it was a four leaf clover. I have no idea because I have not even, I've not gotten one streamer item, I don't think, yet in this uh, wife. <laughs> um, but I haven't been playing like a super ton, so that's probably why. Um, that or, gosh, is it, I don't it's not Bazinga, but it's her. I'm like oh Sigma, name right the now. evasion armband. Well, Sigma's got her armband, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so any any of those really, but I like Doctor Disrespect's armor too. I know he like isn't he doesn't play the game a whole bunch, but oh, I oh the just red like packa. Yeah, I like him as a content creator. I think it looks really nice, like the way that his streamer item looks. If I had a streamer item. It'd probably be something really weird. We always joke around. Like, I'm a really NSFW um, streamer, so we always make jokes like <laughs> dildos or something stupid. But um, we have, like, a potato <laughs> theme in my channel, and I'd probably just, like, do something with, like, like a potato or something random um, that would go along with, like, the theme. This is a potato and a cup of water and be like, yeah, I could have it be, like, a computer <laughs> item. <laughs> Yeah, I um, I was like really into bringing in milk last uh, wipe uh, towards the end just to troll. But, like I'd buy a lot of milk or I'd find a lot. I would just carry it with me. It's a backpack um, full of milk. Yeah, so people would like kill me or whatever and they'd just find milk. And I thought it was really funny. Um, So we also talked about like some, but like there's already milk in the game. So I don't know, like. I think you put your face on a milk bottle, like, you know, like a missing person kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Something something like that. That could be it, too. We There's a lot of things that have come to mind, but totally, you know, we're just messing around. So you were talking about weapon presets. Now, what gun is your go-to if you could have your choice of any weapon in the game? I love the SR-25. Um, that's the one that, like, I decided toward the end of wipe. It took me so long to figure out what my favorite gun was, um, just because... I don't know, I had to experiment with a bunch of them and figure it out, and it's not full auto, but I really do like the SR, and then um, the UMP was like also one of my favorites early on. But that I would gun's just run amazing. It like, yeah, I would just run it like no attachments, no sights, like I just thought it, it's pretty, I mean with AP ammo, like, it's not a bad, it's not a bad gun, I wish the mags were bigger, but um, you could do a lot with it. Oh, absolutely, especially with that leg meta. Like that thing yeah, is yeah. that thing is scary when it's up close. And I'm not I'm not landing my headshots, so <laughs> body shots that they count. <laughs> they do. So when it comes to the new rogue bosses, being on every single well, not every single map, being being on a lot of maps, have you experienced running into Big Pipe or Bird Eye or uh Knight? Yeah, I blanked on his name for a second. Have you encountered any of them on your raids? No, I have not, and I kind of keep forgetting that they could be there, honestly, until I see one. I probably just won't uh, won't remember. <laughs> uh, so, no. No, I have not been, I don't know if it would be lucky or um, not, like, unlucky to them, but I'm excited. Like, I think it's kind of a cool concept, but I have heard also that... Um, bosses in general the spawn rate is maybe less than it was before i don't know if that's true right because uh the end of last wipe they were having those guys at like a hundred percent spawn wipe like all the bosses on like customs i don't know the exact percentage of uh 
draw of these guys appearing on some of these maps, but I haven't encountered any of them either. I'm looking forward to it myself because I haven't even seen these models in game, let alone had an opportunity to fight them. Even though some of them seem like they're going to be a huge pain in the ass, like Big Pipe and that grenade launcher. I don't know how I feel about mm -hmm. that. Yeah, um, I like I like running into bosses. I think it makes the game exciting as long as it's not Killa and I haven't seen him before he shot at me, but. Yeah, so I think I agree. Like seeing them in the game is gonna be exciting. Um, I just I, I feel like I heard there's like a ten percent chance of anybody. I don't think I've seen a single boss since I've started playing, which isn't again, it's not so bad right now because I'm just kind of like I don't think I'd be able to take them in the first place at, with the gear and stuff that I'm running. But right. Um, but if you were, that'd be a huge come up. Like imagine like dropping Killa and then just leaving with his armor, armor, his gun, and all his fun little accoutrements and just being like, oh, I'm set for a minute. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, not not against it. And um, would like to see... I'll have to, like, look up after this, like, if anybody has, like, if there are any YouTube videos of anyone running into them, because I'm sure someone has at this point in time, but I just... Uh, I've been watching some streamers play, and I just haven't seen any interactions with them yet. So... Hard-hitting question time. Last wipe, did you kill Santa Claus? <laughs> uh, so that was like right when I started playing, and I shot at him, and then he killed me because I was bet. You know, I'm not good. Like I just started. It's like my, it's like my first week in the game, and couldn't tell who he was. Ah, uh, that was like bad times. He was. He had a good shot on him. Um. I did oh, get a sick. lot of other stuff. We we made up later. He dropped me things. But yeah, that was like really probably right when because I remember getting like the Christmas present of like the armor container from the website and stuff. That was like right when I got into it. So I don't really know like when wipe happened. I think I was a couple weeks late though. So being new to the game last wipe or newer to the game last wipe, did you engage in scab to scab violence? No, like, oh my gosh, no. And I'm really opinionated on that, too. Like, it really makes me mad when um, scabs kill other scabs. I don't understand the point, and I get really frustrated, and there's a lot of times where um, I would just, like, I, I think I, like, even tweeted one day, I'm like, what, like, if you've done it before, like, why? Like, why do you do it? I don't, I just can't, I don't have it in me. That was, like, one of the first rules when, like, friend stopped me that was sherping me was like yeah in scabs you don't kill other scabs so i was like okay and i remember when i first started playing it would just happen all the time and i just don't i don't get it do people just not want to have a good rep like i i even had a guy once asked me if i had something and i told him no I'm, I'm more than willing to like drop things for people even if i need them if it means i'm gonna live like i'm like take it because yeah. i don't like dying in my scab raids i'm just kind of Take this labs card. I don't even go to labs. Take this shit. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And I had a guy ask me one time if I had, like, coffee coffee beans or something. I don't know if it was Dr. Lupo's or something. I don't know. And I was like, no, I don't. And then I was being honest, and he still killed me. And I was like, I literally just told you I don't have what you need. So He's got those beans. I, I know it. Like, <laughs> does he think I'm lying, or does he just, is this just for fun? So, yeah, no, I, I'm actually, like, I ran a scout, like I said today, before I jumped on this, and I'm, like, kind of nervous. I don't know, like, every time I see somebody, I'm, like, really hesitant, and, um, 
It's just like, it's ruined me. The scab violence, I hate it because I always get scab violence at the worst opportune times. Like, I'll drop a PMC with like a Vepo or some crap scab weapon. And I'm like, oh my God, I came up fat. And like mid looting, I get shot as I'm like face down, ass up, looting. I'm like, damn it, you guys. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's not fun at all. And um, I go to interchange for most of my scav raids. And I think, I don't know if all of the maps are like that or if I've been told like interchange is pretty. No, interchange is great. Scav. Because yeah, everyone just thinks great. you have a GPU. You know, everyone's just like, oh my God, I know you have it. <laughs> right. And then they just want to kill you to see. And then you don't. Typically, though, if I get something like that, even if it's got to be found in raid, I'm going to stick it to my butt so nobody else... Well, no, scav raid, you can't. But if I, I do that for real raids, I don't want anybody taking the nice stuff, even if it is going to mean nothing to me when I, like, come out of it and it's not found in raid anymore. But, yeah, I it's just weird. I really think that energy is kind of strange. And I'm one to, like, VoIP a lot, too. I VoIP a lot in my PMCs, but especially scavs. So, um... I try to like explain to people like, Hey, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to hurt you. We're going to be cool. Like, I'm not about that life. I'm trying to be friends. If they start, yeah. If they start shooting at me, like I'll try to talk to them. I actually had a guy last swipe, um, toward the end when I was like a little bit better, start shooting at me. And I was like, why are you doing this? And then he like to try to come around the corner to kill me. And I just like one tapped him self-defense i have to do it and uh right, that holds up in a court of law yeah that was the most satisfying thing ever though because i was like so mad i was like this guy kills me i'm gonna be livid and i was able to fight because i'm not very good again at pvp that's like not my strong suit so the fact that i was able to kill him made me feel really um accomplished <laughs> oh totally those are always so satisfying especially when you hit like a shooter board in heaven like snipe from like 100 plus like away you're like oh my god i don't totally suck yeah those moments are huge and i think that's a cool thing about the game too is like like i said when i finally killed killa for my task last wipe it felt like the biggest like it's such like a rush and you just feel so like like good about yourself and it just makes because like if the game was easy i don't think that stuff would be as fun so like it's got to have some challenge to it. Oh, absolutely. Way, when you do have those moments, you can be, like, celebrating and really excited, so. See, this game's all about the high highs and the low lows. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I can't tell you how many low lows I've experienced in this game, but those highs, like, you're probably not going to forget killing Killa for the first time for a while. You're probably not going to forget tapping that dude in the face and taking him out for a while because it was just such a high. Right, it just yeah, it really sticks with you. But yeah, there are a lot of, a lot of low lows with it all too. I can definitely right. uh, agree to that. And I'm not even one that gets like super maldy at video games again because I'm just there to have fun and I know I'm bad. But which is the best way to be? I'm just where I'm just like I I don't know. That's another thing with like streaming this game is like it's hard to like sometimes not not show i don't want to say not show emotion because it's not like we're sitting there crying but like people get mad at video games all the time and right. it's hard sometimes being on camera because i don't know if people expect right. you to just be fine when you know that's not always the case exactly like you can't exactly be like fuck and like you know hit your desk when people are watching well, you can't do that but at the same time it's just like you know, there's kind of like a, oh i don't want to be like that on camera i don't want to be toxic on camera kind of thing 
It's like, right. you know, like in regular game, like you die like that. You could swear all you want. You could say whatever you want. But when you're on camera, you're just like, all right, keep it clean. <laughs> like kind of thing for stream. Yeah, you have to kind of keep your composure a little bit more. So last wipe. Do you have a favorite VoIP moment? Uh, I did have someone recognize me in game and I'm not like a massive content creator yet. So that felt like really rewarding. I was super, I was still new to the game too and still kind of like stepping into Tarkov talk. Um, did they yeah, recognize was... you through your player's equipment or did they recognize you through your voice? My voice, which was like insane. Like this is crazy to me. I don't know. I don't have like an Endro voice. Like, I'm sure it's recognizable, but it was still, it's kind of crazy. I was like, holy crap. So that was really cool. But I've had like a lot of weird moments too. Um, I had like a really toxic moment in factory. Um, I had some people like take me as like a prisoner a few times and like, just like, if, if it means I'm going to live, I'll pretty much do, <laughs> I'll do a lot. And I dropped like a lot of my gear for those guys. And it was, it was pretty funny. Did you survive uh, and- the hostage negotiations? I did, I did, but they were really weird. Um, so, yeah, if, if it means I'm going to live, like I said, I'll do whatever. And if it's a good VoIP moment, too, I'm a sucker for those. Like, I think that's VoIP. If VoIP wasn't added into the game, I don't think I would have gravitated as much towards it. Um, but in the same instance, I've had, like, really bad VoIP moments where, like, like I said, like I had really toxic people in factory. I've had people tell me that they're not going to kill me and then kill me. And I'm, it's kind of like the scab on scab violence. I'm not one of those people that's going to like tell you we're going to be friends and then, and then shoot you in the face. Yeah. Like I, I think that's a little bit, that's a little bit more understandable maybe than scab on scab violence, but I still think it's, it's a little bit weird. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. There's been, there's been some funny things. I, I'm not trying to remember everything. Have you I, uh, used VoIP for a scav PMC extract? Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, I've extracted like two or three times with PMCs, I feel like, on interchange. Um, if I got the opportunity to and they don't kill me, like I, I'm all about these friendly interactions, really. Like I, I don't go as far as like the friendly man, you know, and, and not like shoot on at anything. But like if I, I think my playing style at the beginning of, uh, the wipe last time was really just see if anybody will let me do what I need to do through VoIP because I didn't need to kill anybody. Like, I just had tasks. I wish Battlestate would reach out to Friendly and just make him a permanent Santa Claus. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be so cool. He's he's great. I like his content a lot, and if I ever met up with him... The, uh, there's another guy on TikTok that is Irish. His name's, like, Mr. Gibbons or something. He also, like, I'll watch his videos. He has so many friendly VoIP conversations with people who just, like, I don't know how people meet that many people that don't. Maybe he's just got a lot of hours, so it just, like, happens. But I felt like I was a pretty friendly VoIPer, and I would get betrayed way more than, like, I don't know how these people make all this content. The amount of content we see with them and friendly like interactions is probably like ten times the amount of non-friendly interactions. That's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like, how are they? I literally will watch Mr. Gibbons stuff, and I'm like, how is he just literally meeting all these people that are like? And they'll start shooting at each other, and then they'll be like, okay, let's let's be friend. Like, no, we don't. We can be friends. It's like, no. If I'm mid fight with somebody, I just saw someone in Crackout. Or, yeah, Crackhouse earlier. 
too. I played my one PMC, and this was the one and done. I was off after this because I'm still sick, so I'm just like not playing well. And I was like trying to avoid the guy, and he was shooting at me, and I was not shooting back. I'm just like, hey, this, and of course he's not going to stop. But like, I feel like in these videos, I see people stop. So what server? Like, let me join your server. I guess people are just nicer on the European servers because in the in the NA ones, they're like sharks. Once once they see that blood mist, they're like it's on. I know, and it's not even like super important right now. Like again, everything right now is really like um, item based or unlocking rooms or at the beginning stab like, kills. Like there's, yeah, there's not a lot of PMC on PMC tasks needed. Maybe those people are far along, but like. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't know. I, I, I got through a lot of last wipe by voiping and just asking people to not to, to let me live. But after a while, um, then you actually need the PMC kills. And I'm also one of those people. Like if someone starts to void me, and you know I'm in office and I need an office kill, but they're voiping and they're nice, I'm probably not gonna kill them, even though the game I need to do it for the game. So I'm just like way too nice sometimes i've i think i had a couple of my friends like they would talk to someone like oh we're gonna be cool and then they'd be like okay taylor you gotta kill him and that was like the hardest thing ever i need you to murder this man it was terrible it's like no yeah, like don't don't act like we're gonna be friends with this guy and then murder him i'll murder him if we just don't say if we're not nice <laughs> he didn't consent to combat it's just it's just scary it's sad Right. So we, we touched a little bit on other content creators. Now, is there any content creator out there? If you could pick from anyone, and I'm talking to anyone, if you want to like reach as high as like, you know, Stone Mountain or Tim the Tatman or Dr. Disrespect or Totally in Mounts, is there any content creator out there that you would like to team up with for like a charity event, a tournament, or some kind of like, you know, co op kind of content? If you could pick anyone, who would it be? Oh. I would honestly probably pick like if if we're going Tarkov, I would I would play with Doc. I think that would be really funny. I think he's he's kind of got like the same like chaotic type. Like he's not taking the game too seriously necessarily, even though he does mauled a little bit. I think he's he's awesome and he's one of those content creators that I really enjoy watching. But there's so many like um, Tarkov creators that you know that I follow and watch on a regular basis too that i would like be just i think it would be crazy to just play with them and i don't know i i talked to some of them i'm really impressed with some of the styles again that people use for tarkov like i watch people like ash who's like really um popular on tiktok and his like creativity with his stream like blows my mind and then there's people like he's able to mix in comedic banter and like funny clips yeah. he's able to like take a game that's just ran around killing and looting and he makes it so funny and inviting like Seriously, certain content creators yeah. are able to put their signature on things and it's so crazy how we're all given the same palette of a game and so many people come up with such different like you know things with it yeah, and like I started watching Lettuce Sucks recently too. I think he has like a really funny take on the game as well. Um, and he was in my stream once, and I was like fangirling because I think he's so funny. Like, there's so many like cool. I've never before I started streaming Tarkov and playing it. I I, I didn't understand it, and I think it's so wild how nice and like 
welcoming and cool the Twitch community is for Escape from Tarkov. Like, I, I was just kind of surprised because the game is like really it can be toxic, but there's so many cool content creators and like Nixia started like the chatettes for all the girl content creators in this and they've all like all of them are super nice and willing to help um you know even if it's like they don't they don't have the time to stream or some like with you or something or which most of them will agree to working with you if you ask but also just like really open about helping with you know the game um giving advice with content creating like making other forms of social media content so it's just like really cool. I've never, I didn't get that in the Call of Duty um, Twitch side of things. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I played Warzone and it wasn't the same. And granted, there's probably a lot more Warzone content creators out there. But like, I don't know, the Tarkov community is a lot of us, but it just like, it feels small sometimes. It's very welcoming and people are so willing to network in the Tarkov community. Mm hmm. Yeah, and that's, I don't know, I'm just, like, blown away, and I'm, like, always really grateful that I made the switch to this game, and, yeah, like, that so many people are willing to help new people, and, I don't know, it's just, it's just been really freaking cool to see. So, somebody who is in content creation realm, and somebody who is experiencing the wipe for the first time, I mean, the second time around, is there any advice that you would give to the brand new person in the Tarkov scene who's kind of hesitant on going live for the first time or kind of hesitant in going into their first raid, as somebody who's been there, done that, what advice would you give that new person? I would say, like, don't... I always tell people, there's a lot of people, they, like, comment on my TikToks and stuff, and, you know, it's hard, the game's hard, I don't, I don't want to play. I'm like, don't play by yourself, like... And I know that's easier said than done, but there are a lot of like communities, whether it be like a streamer that you watch that has a Discord, um, like, cause I know like people in my Discord play, I've seen people in Bellion's Discord play, like all these different places. Like you can meet, you can start watching a streamer, you can join their Discord. There's usually people that are always willing to like walk with somebody that's never played the game before. And I think it, the game is a ton, like 10 times easier, especially in the beginning when you're playing with somebody else like you it's not like necessarily you're gonna you know message a streamer and be like hey can i run with you but there's probably people like in their community that are willing to um run with you if you know said streamer doesn't do that or cannot or whatever it might look like like i, I don't know i just don't think that tarkov is a game that you should be by yourself on in the beginning because you're it's not gonna be fun you're gonna get confused you're probably gonna die um, you know, or be missing in action or whatever that might look like. So I always say, like, run with somebody else for sure that knows what they're doing a little bit. <laughs> right. And that's the beauty of this wipe is they've put in offline raids. So you could chirp with somebody without fear of, like, you know, getting, like, two-tapped by some random chatted-out PMC. So that way you can just go and be like, okay, I'm going to show you all the extracts on, I don't know, Interchange. I'm going to show you, like, GPU drops or all that cool stuff. So that's cool that this wipe is more catering to the newer person because like i remember when i was new this game does not hold your hand at all it just throws you in be like hey there's these traders and they have shit that you have to inspect but you probably should do that before you even get into the raid it's like what am i doing i don't know where i'm going yeah yeah so i think like i had people help me when i first started you know i wasn't running by myself and it's just like definitely something you do i forgot about yeah offline raids now too i haven't even like jumped into that realm yet 
because I I've been asking people I've been saying like hey if anyone's new to the game you're more than welcome to like come through and I'll I want to like do streams where I'm helping new people because I have a lot of friends that don't play but probably would like to and I'm interested in helping but um yeah I forget that that's a concept now and I want to get into that and see what it's like to jump in an offline raid just to check it out but i haven't haven't gotten around to it because you can do a lot of fun things with like pvp in that with oh absolutely you, like just teaching them how like guns work and sprays and all that other stuff or like little hidey holes there's all sorts of things that you could teach so that's yeah i'm looking right. forward to seeing like i feel like the player base is going to get better because of this and more people are going to be brought into the game because of this so you being a streamer with the reach that you have have you had anybody in your channel, like a new person come through? Have you played with any of your viewers? Yeah, so typically I do like um, at least one day a week um, on the weekends, most likely, where I run with viewers. I will say like <laughs> I've had some issues with that in the past, like um, people trolling and not, you know, coming in and like killing everybody on the spot. Oh. Which is kind of weird behavior. Yeah, I'd never like thought i'd see that but i was having trolls for like a couple weeks i just want your dog tag yeah (laughs) um but yeah i i like running with viewers and i i do it quite a bit and we do like viewer kits and stuff like other streamers do um so typically that's what we'll do but like yeah i now kind of make sure that they've been there for just a little bit and they're not gonna like do anything weird and break TOS, but yeah, just jump in um, there and spam like the N word or something horrible. Be like, what are you doing? No, just crazy stuff can happen on the internet. It's it's wild to me that people that's like what they want to do with their lives. But anyway, you know, to each their own. I don't know. You give people uh, the gift of anonymity, and they use it to do the worst fucking things. Literally, but I, some of my best raids or funniest moments and things. That I've been with with people from the community. Typically, if people come in, though, I make them, or at least last wipe, I made them do what I needed to do. But I'll probably be a little bit better about that this wipe because I won't be so like uh, noob and behind and stuff. But yeah, if they're, I'd be like, okay, guys, I got a task on reserve. We're gonna go do that. You know where that is? And they'd be like, yep. I'm like, okay, let's go. They were like unknowingly becoming my sherpa, so I'm not run with them <laughs> just because I needed help. That's awesome. So, do you have any inside jokes with your Twitch community? Mm, we just talk about a lot of like we talk about like pegging a lot and <laughs> <laughs> random stuff like that is not related to Tarkov. Um, we've done some funny like in-game Tarkov stuff. We played like The Price Is Right with flea market items stuff, and but nothing like related to Tarkov that's necessarily an inside joke. Except maybe the milk stuff. Because people know, people will like bring me milk now if they're bringing me it's because they know that I'm going to want to carry it around and drop it for people. So totally. Um, that's that's probably an inside joke, I guess. <laughs> I had a bunch of questions lined up and the pegging thing derailed me a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's yeah, all good. We're really aggressive um, in my community and... Yeah, they also used to like wish me happy birthday all the time. That's not happening anymore. But there's just a lot of random. This is random, random funny things that you guys do with each yeah, other. They're crazy. Totally. So when it comes to streaming Tarkov, for as long as you stream, when on days you decide to stream, do you have a game that you like to wind down with, or do you have a game that you like to play before you jump into Tarkov, as like a warm up? 
yeah um i don't have like a warm-up game but i still play uh warzone offline with my like college friends because that's the game that they stick with and they're on console so they don't play tarkov um so i still will play that like i said i, I don't play off stream i don't want to get burnt out so i've got you know warzone um i have a switch like i said and i bought it for traveling but i do play like a decent amount of games on there i played animal crossing for a while which is kind of i would say a more um winding down chill game uh and i have like fall guys and stuff I'm, and it just like depends um, when I'm not gaming, too, I'll just spend a lot of time, like, on other people's streams and watching other people, so... And then if, if my friends are getting into a game that's not Tarkov, um, sometimes we play Siege, sometimes we play Fortnite, like, I have a ton of games, I just, um... I, I gravitate... You mix it up. But, yeah, I gravitate toward what other people are doing as well, like, I, I just... I like to play games with friends, so if, if this person's on this game, and I own it, and I can play it, and I enjoy it, um, there are some games that, like, I don't know. Like, I, I have Valorant. I don't enjoy it. So if people are playing that game, maybe I'm going to join in on <laughs> Yeah, you'll hop in, but it's not something you're going to be like, all right, let's not do competitive. <laughs> let's just go unrated because I don't want to tank you yeah. guys. <laughs> exactly. So when it comes to burnout, because we talked about burnout a little bit earlier. Now, do you have days where you just don't feel like streaming? Do you have times where you're just like, I just don't feel mentally up to it. And when those days do come up, do you push yourself to stream or do you take the, that time off? Um, that's like a really good question and something that I've like recently been struggling with a little bit. Like um, I've been sick this week and been kind of going through like some personal stuff and, and I'm honoring that as I should take a break. But a lot of times I will just push through. I feel like consistency is something that like is super important in streaming. Um, but it can be hard. It can be hard because, again, like, as streamers, it's kind of like with the emotion thing with getting mad in a game, too, and raging at a game. Like, I just think that we're expected to be these, like, perfect human beings that aren't show not perfect, that's an exaggeration, but, like, these human beings that aren't showing, like, drastic emotions and stuff. But, like, right. we're human, too. Like, things happen in our lives. Like, I don't know. I, I don't want to be this streamer that's like really sad on stream because hey that's not fun to watch and b that's that's i i look at it in my head as like oh crap am i like looking like a pity party right now which is not what i aim to do but right um it can just it just is one of those things i think i, I think i just play it by ear like if, if it's a if it's a hard time and i can't pull myself together and fake it till i make it then you know maybe it's time for a break but at the same time i do want to stay as consistent as possible so that people know that I'm like a reliable um person to watch and and know that I'm not just going to cancel all the time or have like a really erratic schedule but right. um yeah I think it it just depends if that answers that question oh totally because like streamers and a stream in general is like a tv show it's like when people tune in, they expect to see a certain thing, they expect to see a certain game, and they expect it to last a certain amount of time. And when you get locked into those things like a certain game or, you know, a certain like mindset or if you're always like super cheerful, when something breaks that like base point, like, all right, today we're going to play, I don't know, Valorant or CSGO or today I'm feeling like shit or today I'm angry. Like, you know, that, that breaks that baseline that you've established. And sometimes people will see that and like, you know, the real ones will stay around. But some people who are just like you brand new to the channel or people who are just there for the gameplay and not the streamer in question bounce. And I, I it sucks because I know people who 
are they hate a game now. They've played it for so long, and they've built their entire channel around said game that they're afraid to switch because they don't think their community is going to go with them, or they're afraid to turn on the camera on days when they're not feeling like you know, like oh, I've set the bar where I'm like Pootie Pie every day, and if I'm not like Pootie Pie, people are going to be like, what the fuck's yeah. wrong with you? So it's it's yeah. weird how you can unintentionally put yourself in these little like you know corners when it comes to streaming definitely yeah and i it, it can be like even streaming itself can be like a stressor and worrying about numbers and you know and and everybody says like that shouldn't matter turn your view count off all that kind of thing but like i don't know streaming is probably one of one of the biggest challenges that i've had in a while on my mental and it just comes with new and different challenges all the right. time like you might have issues with you know people uh being toxic on you know social media or in your chat or you might have issues with uh not you know enjoying the game that you're playing and trying to find a new game to play but yeah are people gonna watch that i don't know or, or people in chat taking things to offense like you took away my founding like viewer badge like well, you haven't been around in like a year like what do you want <laughs> it's wild like there's so there's so many things to it and when i get comfortable and feel mentally secure with one thing i feel like another thing pops up and i'm like oh crap that's this is hard to deal with too and i i'm like openly like pretty like good about talking about mental health and i'm in therapy and i honestly do like use a therapist to like uh talk through a lot of my the stuff that i go through because i think it's hard stuff i don't think like it's i don't know this is a this is a tough like career i never right. really looked at it at, at like that or not even career hobby i don't you know whatever it is for whoever like it it comes with challenges even if you're doing it for fun even if you say you don't care like you're st there's so many things that come up that are going to be tough to deal with there's a lot of social stressors which is funny because mm -hmm. it's somebody in a room usually by themselves like talking to a camera there's so many social pressures and it's really easy to say don't worry about if you count but if you're doing this for an occupation and your rent's depending on you pulling in a certain amount of subs or donos it's hard not to feel that pressure so it's Mm -hmm. It's definitely a lot harder and a lot steeper and a lot more mentally taxing than a lot of people give it credit for. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's the great thing about going certain routes like having a therapist or having a third party or having just like, you know, a place where you can vent these kinds of things. Because like we said earlier, like people don't always feel comfortable venting to their stream, even though their stream is unintentionally the cause of all these stressors yeah yeah i mean even like i struggle with that too like what again what is gonna come off as genuine like and not this like woe is me type attitude it's just a weird it's a weird balance but i think the people that are for you and and know you at heart are going to respect you for whatever Right. You're going to talk about so and there's the thing with viewers like you let them into like you know your personal life a little bit and then you get people who go fucking crazy like that dude who was stalking amaranth and came all the way from estonia oh like there's that story was terrifying there's all sorts of crazies out there who are operating under fake names like so it's very hard in one way to open yourself up to a community make yourself willing for a community and then, you know, expecting and hoping that they're going to be rational, normal people on the other side. Definitely. 
Absolutely. I mean, for all I know, I could have a fan who's making a gum doll out of me like Helga Pataki in her closet. I have no fucking idea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's one of those crazy things. So when it comes to all the stuff with Twitch, when it comes to dealing with all those stressors and all that other stuff, do you do certain things on your days off to help you decompress? So like, do you go on a hike? Do you smoke like a four packs of cigarettes? Do you have a way to decompress? I like to just uh, rest a lot, like take a lot of naps and do things that I enjoy, like remind myself of the enjoyment. I'm one of those gamers that like really likes to touch grass, actually, <laughs> and be out in the sun. So like on during the months where it's nice out and I can't do that, I'll be outside. Um, I try to even go outside if it is a stream day, um, like before or after, um, and planned around that. So I at least get some like vitamin D and I feel like the sun in itself helps me. So that's probably my biggest thing is just making sure I'm getting outside and finding like a good balance. And then, yeah, like a lot of rest streaming is like also really exhausting. And, um, I think people probably realize that, but, um, being on and, um, it can drain your social battery and it can also be tiring if you're like active with it or really focused or whatever it might be. Right. If you're trying to make this like your career and you're not getting the numbers that you are expecting to get immediately, like, yeah, there's a lot of mental decay that can come with those types of things. If you, especially if you're expecting one outcome and you're getting something completely different. Yeah. And it and it can be so variable month to month too. That's that's probably the hardest thing about streaming. Um, right. It's just like well, you can have a really good month one month and not so good month another, and so just just like the pandemic numbers, like people were getting a lot more because nobody was doing, nobody was working. You know, people were at home, so people were watching Twitch. And now that the pandemic's it's winding down, and, and it's summer, and it's beautiful outside, and people are outside, and, you know, and if you stream every day at, like, noon, and there's nobody around at noon, you're like, what happened to my community? Yeah, it's it's wild, really. Like, the, there are so many factors that can go into things, so, yeah, you just gotta, I, th- I think it's something that I'm still, like, working on, too, like, the self-care aspect of things, and finding what makes me feel the best, because I'm still kind of going through it and experiencing it and figuring out what's tough and what isn't. So totally it's all a learning process. So when it comes to you making content, because you stream on Twitch, obviously, but do you use any other platforms? Like, do you utilize TikTok? Do you utilize YouTube? Like, do you use any other social media or any other platforms for your content? Yeah, um, I'm a, I'm, TikTok's like my biggest uh, social media, I don't even know what to call it, like outlet. Um, so I've been making TikToks for a while and that's short form content is something that I really encourage other creators to utilize and something that I've, um, found a lot of tips and tricks with myself. So I love TikTok. I do have a YouTube channel, but I hate long form content on the contrary. I think it's really difficult, uh, and I just dread editing it and I hate it, um, because I don't know it just feels like so much right it's a little daunting when you have like an hour plus of video and audio to go through as opposed to a TikTok like all right I got like a minute right right it's like a minute or less and it's it's a lot easier um so yeah TikTok's my biggest thing and then obviously I use Twitter Instagram that kind of thing and I, I love Twitter too like recently I've gotten more into it I know that's how we connected um I think that especially for Tarkov community, like Twitter feels, makes everything feel really small. And um, I can kind of like run into a lot of creators on there 
I've just like ever since I started using Twitter more, I feel like it's been a really good outlet, especially for Tarkov. Oh, absolutely. And the Twitter community in the Tarkov sense in the Tarkov like realm so welcoming like I can't tell you how many people like I send DMs to on the Tarkov community that get back to me almost immediately whereas in the Warzone community because I used to interview a lot of Warzone people or some Warzone people just crickets yeah yeah I don't like that I, I, that's what I'm saying like I just think Tarkov creators are just superior just built <laughs> different oh no you yeah. can say whatever you want this is your episode I'm just I'm just a guest here <laughs> I like I like them a lot better. So, getting into all of the stuff with getting social other social media platforms involved, would you say TikTok funnels people more to your channel? Um, yes and no. I feel like I've grown immensely from TikTok, but I still feel like there's a lot of people that don't um make the connection or just um are really big supporters of my TikTok and then don't like come to my twitch um they just like the short form content and seeing like the highlights and stuff and i don't really blame them um i also don't go live on tiktok a lot um which could change things i don't like utilize that as much as i should probably but i I just don't like to i think talk live is really awkward and there's some people that have stream keys now and can show their gameplay but um i personally don't have access to that yet so i just don't I, i don't like just my face being there and trying to talk to people i don't know just Really totally. weird. Um, but yeah, I, I think in terms of like people coming over, it has, there's some months I'll have really good TikTok and I would say like probably like a fourth of like maybe who likes comments type type deal will come um, follow your, your and maybe stop by. So um, it has helped me grow a lot, but I have like maybe, I don't, and this isn't like bragging numbers either, but like I have like 16,000 followers on TikTok and I have like, you know, almost 3,000 on Twitch, so it doesn't always um, carry over. Totally. Give like that example. And when it comes to content creation, do you have a goal for this wipe or this year? Like, are you trying to reach a certain like number? Are you trying to hit like partner? Is there any goals that you're striving for or is it just all just having a good time and what happens happens? Um, I would love to hit partner and that's something that is on the radar for me, but I also get like really in my head about it. So I'm trying to like stay relaxed and just like, you know, when it happens, it'll happen. I think Tarkov has pushed me in the right direction and focusing on it is, is where I want to be, but just letting it kind of ride out and, and not get too stuck about it. Um, and then I, in terms of like Tarkov in general, like for this wipe, I like, I don't know, goals for that too. Like I want to hit cap. I, I think I could maybe get closer to that. So I've been thinking about that and making content around that. I love, I want more VoIP interactions and I want that to be mostly what my TikToks comprise of. And hopefully that'll also allow me to grow a little bit more. But again, like I'm not like Mr. Gibbons and running into nice people that talk back <laughs> to me all the time. Um, Right. Especially this wipe so far, I feel like, again, I started a little bit late last time, but I was having a lot more even VoIP stuff going on, um, maybe because it was new and exciting and people were like, oh, this is so fun to use. But um, yeah, I got to I gotta figure out how to get people to not shoot at me and talk. <laughs> right. No, totally. That was actually my next question. I was going to ask what your goal for this wipe was, but it sounds like you already got that. You want to become a big booty gamer with the Kappa container and you want to have more VoIP interactions, which is yeah, yeah, a yeah. very good bar to set. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't even know if I know all the criteria for Kappa besides like having the streamer items and stuff. I know you have to have like max traders, I think, and something else. So, um, it might not happen. But I got to like level. I want to say I was in the. I need to double check. I have a picture of it somewhere. And that was, and you joined kind of late into that wipe, or kind of like you know a few weeks in. So you're starting pretty much from square one this wipe. So it's totally doable. Yeah, I th I think it will be. I was trying to see what I made it up to. I did have like max traders on a few. I want to say I was forty six, but I'm scared that was like that was too high. But no, 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 I don't know. I, I mean, no, I probably wasn't. Unfortunately, you're gonna have to probably do a few weapon smith missions to get there. Uh, yeah, that'll just be looking directly at the wiki and um, verbatim copying everything over because I hate it. So if it works, it works. Yeah. Oh man. So we're getting close to our time constraint. We like to keep it between an hour, hour and a half. So here is your opportunity to take this time to thank anybody that you would like to thank, any sponsor that you may have, any moderators, people in your community, whatever you would like to say, now's your time. The floor is yours. All right, cool. I don't have like a ton of people that come to mind like, everyone's been really helpful i just want to like ultimately thank like the entire darkcraft community for being like super welcoming in every space that i've met people whether it be in game on twitch on twitter um tiktok you know all those things um and the ones that have come over to even my own community and you know helped me through last wipe i i've just like fallen in love with the game and i'm really really grateful um to be here and and the chatettes and all of them as well all the lady tarkov players that i've met and been able to work with and hope to work with many in the future so yeah i just want to thank the whole like community and the people that don't like tarkov and still watch me from my own community because that's appreciated too um it's not a game for everybody but i think it's still fun to watch so yeah probably just that and everyone who's been supporting me i really am very grateful and appreciative to be in the position that i'm in well said and do you have any closing thoughts for killa um he can go fuck himself no um <laughs> i just hope that i run into him here soon and it's not as painful as i once remembered it to be <laughs> Well, you heard it here first, folks. Taisy's coming for you, Killa. And with that, <laughs> this has been Castle Comps, episode 44. I am the 8-Bit Nobody. We've had the pleasure of talking to Daisy. You guys go have yourself an awesome 4th of July weekend. Use your rideshare apps. Don't get a DUI. That's probably the stupidest fucking thing you can do. And with that said, go outside and smoke or touch some grass. And we'll catch you next time on Castle Comms.